Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 238 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. Uh, I played more video games than any human has ever played in the past two weeks. Okay. I didn't I didn't even put half of them on here. <laughs> just, just not even worth talking about? Or well, no, I, I mean, it both... Uh, like I played, I, I got Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 okay. because it was for some reason 50% off from QVC and oh. now I get a lot of QVC emails, okay. but I was not going to get it, but I f- saw the DLC expansion pack. Do you know what it is? I do not know. The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> oh boy. So I said, fuck Yeah. <laughs> And uh, when the Fast and the Furious expansion comes out, I'll be able to let you know how sick it is. See, I there was something I remember trying it and messing around with it, and I there was something about it I didn't quite like the first one. It didn't it didn't quite feel right. Uh, I did. I really liked the first one. It's just it was I don't. It, it was weird because like the. The way to unlock more cars was kind of weird, and like they very clearly wanted you to like pay for more like licensed stuff. And I I never did end up getting any of the expansions. I know there was a Batman one and uh, a couple others that were not like of super interest to me. So of this one, when they were like, "Yeah, it's the Fast and the Furious," I was like, "All right, yeah, man." It basically is the same game, though. Uh, for some reason, they added all new track types and didn't leave in any of the ones from the original, which seems like an easy, like, hey, you can just continue to use the track editor with the stuff from the first game as well. But they did not do that for some reason. So, yeah, I don't know. Weird. It's a racing game. And the story mode, they added, like, actual story to it. And by that, I mean, like, a, like four-year-old's saturday morning cartoon that's the worst thing of all time and i have to skip all of it or i want to die so that's exciting but uh, the the gameplay part is really weird because like like the first one it starts totally fine and then by like the later challenges you're like this would be impossible for a child this is almost impossible for me as a 33 year old man really in what way is like the challenge too difficult it's just like, oh, like, do these, like, ridiculous times in time trial. Oh, okay. And it's just like, there's no way that this is happening in some of them. So it's just, yeah, it's it's weird because it starts off, like, totally fine. And, like, yeah, the, the vibes of the story are, it's bizarre. Um, but, yeah, so that is not really worth talking about more than that. Okay. But, like, I also, I played this weird rhythm game called Muse Dash that is weird and has a lot of little anime girls in it. And I just don't like the vibe of it at all. There's that. Hmm. Yeah. And many, many others. I was playing vampire survivors. I told you that. Right. Which I feel like we've talked that we've talked about that game to death on this podcast. So I get not bringing that one up. Yeah. That was a mistake though. Cause I played for over 10 hours. So I mean, you played over 10 hours this week of vampire survivors. Yeah. 
Jesus Christ. It's so good. Well, every run is a half hour, man. It's tough. Uh, well, yeah, so that means you you played quite a few runs. I have, yeah. Well, I got a lot of achievements. I had never played the DLC to unlock a lot of the stuff, so I played most of the first DLC. They just added a new free DLC. <laughs> Are you trying to get me back in? Because I can't. You can. It's easy. I can. I can. I can. There's so much, yeah. Now there's like snow stuff, and it's it's very weird. I saw the credits for the first time. There's credits now. Yeah, I like turned it on, and they were like, it was this weird thing at the top where you like fight this weird shadow man, and then I thought I was dead because I would have been in a normal run, and then the screen started exploding with fireworks, and then it was like you win, and then it (laughs) showed me the credits, and I was like, all right, I guess. So they must have added that after the second DLC. (laughs) I don't fucking know. Uh, But yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with that still. I still need to get like 40 achievements. So, okay. And those all are tied to unlocks generally. So right. There are a bunch of weapons I don't have to know. So anyways, yeah, I played a lot of video games. It was, uh, it was wild. It's a wild, wild time. It's a, it's a great time to be playing video games. So. It is. I've heard that. Um, so I guess with that, before we talk about the games that actually are worth a shit, uh, well, not the Vampire Survivors isn't, but yes, you're right. We talked about it a lot. Yes. Um, news occurred. The main one that I did not get upset about, but a lot of people did, was Disney Dreamlight Valley, the weird Disney slash farming slash Animal Crossing game. Uh, that I have played too many hours of uh, has been in early access this whole time. And the reason uh, I ended up playing it on Game Pass was because it was like $30 to get in at the Founders Edition. But on Game Pass, you could just play, right? So I did that. And they they had the promise that eventually when it was out of early access, it was going to be free to play for everyone to play. Uh, which makes sense because it has a lot of like really fucked up high cost, like microtransactions for like skins and stuff. Um, anyways, they said, Hey, it's leaving early access on December 5th. And by the way, it's not going to be free to play anymore. Get fucked everybody who wanted that. Uh, which is fine because if they're going to do like paid expansions, which they said they're doing, it means that they probably should be of a certain level of quality. Right. If you're asking people to pay for it, uh, which it does, it does seem that way. So they, they basically said, Hey, when it comes out of early access on December 5th, there will be a $30 paid expansion. And then we'll do a stream on November 1st to tell you what that's about. So they did that. Uh, A free update also comes out for everyone that day, December 5th, that adds Jack Skellington, my boy, so everybody gets Jack Skellington for free. Um, but the DLC basically adds a whole new like world landmass to it with like new biomes, new things to collect. Uh, it adds three new characters who I believe are Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, Rapunzel from Tangled, and the girl robot from Wally. Uh, just just so I understand, so this game is officially releasing on December 5th. Correct. And they're releasing a paid DLC expansion on the same day, so they're, yes. like, so they're going to expect some people to buy the game for the the entire $30. game for sixty for for thirty dollars or whatever it is, yeah. And then and then pay another thirty dollars for the expansion. Correct, Amundo. 
okay that's i yeah that's, it's question it's questionable but like i okay. i already had it so i don't i'll 30 bucks is fine because i've already beaten the main game so i did like whatever um it also seems like they're adding a bunch of new like quality of life features and you can move people to this new land mass which is good because there are too many characters and too many houses for the land that is in the game already I, I guess I'm just wondering why not just sell the game for sixty dollars and then. Just oh, they should be, they should do that, yeah. And then just be like, hey, here's everything we have so far. That just seems like the yeah, but I, way to go. It's weird because like the thirty dollars for the base game, you'll get way more content. Like if you've never played it, so it's a weird. I don't know. Their value proposition is all fucked up now. Well, that's what I mean. Just like just say like here's the here's the game, everything we've made at sixty dollars. Yeah, that just makes more, more sense. The thing that I don't like about the expansion is like the main game, they are going to dole out the content over the course of a year. Oh, so like when the the first part of the DLC comes out December 5th, but then they have like a roadmap where the like story for that will end the summer of 2024 or something. So so you're when you buy a paid expansion, you're you're basically buying the roadmap, a promise that, hey, we'll finish this. Yes. Uh, Which so they, a, they will definitely because they're it's Disney content. Well, but yes and no, like this year they will. But like what happens when it's like five years into the, the game and they're they're doing another expansion and then not a lot of people buy it. And then like six months later, Disney's like we're losing money on this. We should just shut this down. You know, like that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, that is, that is definitely could happen, but right now it definitely is. Oh be yes. Okay. For this. Um, also like, I don't give a shit about the plot of it. It's like Jafar is like fucking with something. I don't, I don't fucking know, man, but whatever. Jack Skellington's going to be there. Uh, but yeah, people are like very upset that it's not free to play. So we'll see how that pans out. If they like, you know, say something about it or change anything because people are like outraged and freaking out. Uh, and then to continue the just really great trend of this being a great year for video game releases, but terrible to work in the video game industry. Uh, Jason Schreier got word that Bungie laid off an undisclosed amount of employees uh, the next Destiny 2 expansion it was delayed to June 2024, and Marathon is delayed to 2025. Uh, I believe this was later clarified, and it was like 8% of the overall workforce. Um, actually, someone that I follow on Twitter, Liana Rupert, she used to work for Game Informer. Um, she became like a community manager for Bungie, and very clearly, like it was her whole life, and she loved that job. Uh, she got laid off. So that's awful. I also believe there were like a bunch of like people who worked at Bungie from the beginning who were laid off. Uh, there was one specific person whose name I can't recall. I saw going around and people were like fucking could not believe it. They were like losing their minds about it. So yeah, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. I wonder if this is because of like, sony sales expectations now that they're owned by sony or like lightfall the previous destiny 2 expansion like 
was supposed to wrap up this whole story thing and then ended up being like not as great as everybody expected and then they were like oh but we're actually gonna finish it in the next dlc Mm. so they like punted the end of this current story arc or whatever and i still like the marathon dude i don't know do i want another like co-op multiplayer shooter multiplayer thing i don't i don't care I don't care. And it's also weird because like that is also for all platforms. So like, why does Sony own them? <laughs> I, I, it's just, it's just such a fucking weird thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, a bunch of people got laid off there and that's, that's no good. Uh, and Bungie basically like put out a tweet saying like, we know we lost a lot of your trust with this and blah, blah, blah. So they th- also recognize that people are not pleased with anything that's going on. Okay. I feel like that happens a lot with Destiny, and then they smooth things out eventually. Yeah, hopefully. We we will see in yeah. that case. But that's one of those things where also, like, Sony is having Bungie be the arbiter of, like, what online games could or will be successful. You know, which is, like, is that a great thing when their online game isn't necessarily, like, working very well and it's, it's currently not super successful like i don't know so yeah i don't that's that's a that that's a weird one but yeah it's it a, it's not a good year to work in the video games industry many people no. are losing their jobs so hopefully these people that got laid off can sort that out and it doesn't affect them too poorly uh the next one man i got hype as fuck when i read this uh (laughs) remedy i don't know if you've ever gone to their website they like post literally everything all the time about what they're doing their sales like they they update people they don't care they're not keeping it a secret they should fucking get it out there um alan wake remastered just broke even (laughs) Which I was like, holy shit, that's not something I would put out there. Because uh, it released two years ago. The, so the remaster of Alan Wake just broke even now. Uh, mm. So that maybe was not worth it to develop for them. Uh, but, you know, whatever. I, they may have learned things that along the way that helped them with control or whatever. So. Yeah, I, I would hope so. And it's possible that now with Alan Wake 2 coming out, maybe more people will be interested in that one uh, to you know get some more sales out of it. Um, I was not under the impression. I kept hearing people saying there was going to be a Max Payne remake of one and two. And I was like, is this a rumor? Where are people getting this from? And I did not realize that like over a year ago, Remedy had said that they made a deal with Rockstar to remake Max Payne one and two. Oh, okay. Um, so apparently in this their fiscal report they I, I when I was reading this they said that they have now decided that they're going to be one game. So it's like a Max Payne, it's both Max Payne 1 and 2 and they have it like scoped out and it is now ready to enter production. Uh and so that'll probably be out sometime within the next 2-3 years. Um Control 2 they said is in a proof of concept phase. And it's been in a proof of concept phase for a very long time because they said it is like wildly ambitious. 
Oh, man. Compared to other things they have done, which makes me be like, yikes. Because a lot of what they do is wildly ambitious. So. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Alan Wake 2 feels pretty ambitious. Alan Wake 2 feels very ambitious. And Control felt ambitious from a like graphical and ray tracing and particle effect standpoint. Because it could like not run super great on consoles at the time. So it's yeah. one of those things where it's like, what do you mean by that? Is this a good thing? Um, so that's still in a proof of concept phase and Condor, which I believe is the other game that they, their two deal, uh, two game deal with Epic. I believe Condor and Alan Wake 2 were the two games that were being funded. Um, Condor is ready to enter production, but that, this is the one I care the least about. It is a co-op multiplayer shooter set in the control world. Um, which like could be cool. I mean, Remedy makes cool stuff, but again, I just like a single player games are my thing most of the time. So like a, a co-op multiplayer game and that could be cool, but it's one of those things where it's like, I, I have very limited tolerance for staying up to date on like a live service game where they like are adding content very regularly, especially like a shooter. Yeah, the only way like I'd be remotely interested in it is if they made like something like like a Hazel Light, mm-hmm. where it's where it's just like you know like that like co op adventure, mm-hmm. something like that would be fun. But like that's the only thing I think I'd be interested in. If it's like if it's like Destiny, but like Remedy made that, like I'm okay. Yeah, same. <clears throat> Uh, so that's cool. Remedy doing great. And then um, Nintendo does the thing they normally do where they decide uh, to dump like uh, 12,000 Twitter tweets to announce a bunch of shit instead of having a Nintendo Direct or letting people know in a way that makes sense. Uh, the second part of the Pokemon DLC, they always said was going to come out this year, uh, but it comes out December 14th. And they reminded people you have to beat the first part to get to the second part. So, fuck. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll have to make a note of that because the first part was kind of boring. It was, but it's it's if you just mainline it, it's pretty easy. I mean, you could crush it with your team, also. So. Yeah, I figured I yeah. could just I, once I sit down, I could probably just get through it pretty quickly. So. Yeah. Um. So that part also the, the hints I have been seeing from the weird freak coup who puts out riddles to tease stuff. Uh, it seems really cool. I'm very, I'm very excited. Also, I just want to play more of that game because I am a sicko. Uh, and they also put out a trailer for the final part of the Mario Kart DLC. Comes out November 9th. So just a couple days away, they showed the all the courses. I believe this adds the Wii version of Rainbow Road. So I think that means every Rainbow Road ever is in this game now. Okay, I mean, that needed to happen, I think. It did, so. Uh, so that's cool. And then, you know, they showed off the characters again, uh, Peachette, Pauline, Funky, Diddy. Uh, it's cool, Wiggler. Uh, so you can play as those characters. There was also a data mine that there are 20 new, like, me costumes. I mean, I don't care about that, but that's cool. You know, more content, more, more power to you. Um, I always forget those exist. Yeah, it's weird because you can dress. I don't know why the Miis are even in the game. I guess because they were in the Wii U version. They just kept it. But yeah, there's a fuckload of extra weird little costumes now. They're most of them. The new ones I saw were like Mario um, enemies. So mm. it's cool. Uh, that's crazy. That that's the end of the Mario Kart DLC. I wonder if they'll just be like, "Hey, we're doing another one." <laughs> 
or if now it's new. finally time for a new Mario Kart. I mean, it's, it was it's, before. It's time for a new Mario Kart. Here's I the thing, though. Kart. Like, they're going to release a new one, and it's going to be so devoid of content that people are going to complain. That's probably true, but also, like, the, the rumor about the new Switch coming out next year is true. They could just really, you know... Well, think about Mario no. Kart launching with a new Nintendo console. Oh, my God. No, you're saying they just can't take this game and just, like, port it over no, to the Switch? No, too? I mean a new Mario Kart. Okay, okay, okay. Think about Mario a brand new Mario Kart being a lot. Yeah. Like, that would sell everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no world that's going to happen. What? No, I believe. No. I believe. Um, Metroid Prime 4. Oh, yeah. There's no... Uh, t- dude, there's no way Metroid Prime 4 is coming out on the Switch. Um, the Switch, yeah. the new one. Yeah. The new oh, one no. I'm, I'm saying anyone who is still holding out hope that it is coming to the current Switch, I think, is going to be wildly disappointed. But I do think the fact that Metroid Prime came out this year, the remaster, tells tells me that the four is getting it's close to done. Yeah. So we'll see. There was a couple other things like they, for some reason, there was no English trailer of the new Super Mario RPG trailer, but it was like five minutes just showing parts of that game. Um, there was a lot of stuff that people were wondering if they cut, like the references to Zelda and metroid they did not they're still in it um it seems like the secret final fantasy boss is also still in it so oh that's cool yeah so uh it it was just cool to see and they they showed like hey these are like what the new features are again and also you can switch back and forth between the new music and the old music if you want stuff like that it just it looks really cool i can't believe that game is real it blows my mind so how long is the game itself uh like 15 20 hours depending on how Oh, so it's it's not even like a super long. No, it's it's not super long. It's like a about the length a lot of the Super Nintendo RPGs back then were, which is I I think that game is like the perfect length. Um, Mm. It it, now it will have more post game content, so maybe it'll you know that'll change a little bit, but we'll see. Because you can refight most of the bosses in this one. I don't know what that will change, other than that they're harder if you want to challenge. But we'll see. yeah, and I can't. There were a couple other things. I I think that Splatoon DLC is supposed to come out sometime within the next couple months. They still didn't announce a release date for that, but that was like a more single player focused Splatoon thing. They tweeted about that as well. I don't know why they do this. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Is like I I don't know, and then it's like weirdly <laughs> hard to find all the information because some people miss some of the tweets, and you're like, what the fuck? Why do you guys do this? Um, but yeah, that's that's most of the news that I I saw. Um, there is they, they announced a new Tekken character. Did you fucking see this character? No, I didn't. He's like a sixty year old French guy with like just like a desert eagle and a huge katana. Huh. It, it is buck ass wild. I like. I was like, this isn't real, is it? He looks fucking crazy. Um, and so I, there's only one more character left for them to announce now. And, uh, that character, I think they're going to show on the 13th, they said. So, uh, the, I hope it's another new character. Cause this dude is the only second new character out of the whole roster. The first was that girl who's way into coffee. And then now it's 60 year old French man. <laughs> uh, so hopefully, I don't know, but this guy was great. He's a cool character. I don't know. I would like watching this trailer and I was like, oh, fuck is going on right now 
And it's also extra cool. <laughs> it's extra cool because they all speak their own language. <laughs> so they got some like prolific French voice actor to do this guy. Uh, oh, that's apparently. cool. So that is neat. Yeah, he looks wild. Uh, Victor or something. Vincent. I don't remember. Anyways, people should watch that trailer. There's also blizzcon is happening they announced the name of the diablo 4 expansion there's a new overwatch 2 character who looks like maui from moana and that's it oh they also announced new wow expansions but we don't care about that so i did see uh that uh insomniac confirmed wolverine is in the same universe as spider-man nice so that's exciting that is exciting they just patched in the re the reference to daredevil it was gone for some reason. What do you the, mean? The like the law offices of Murdoch and what's what's his name? Foggy Fogwell. Uh, huh. The the, the the sign was not in the game. Yeah, they just patched it back in. I don't know. Weird. They might. Yeah. I, huh. Because yeah, it was in the most recent patch notes. I was like, okay, that's really weird. Because I remember it was either in the last one or Miles Morales. They. It was like one of the photo opportunities was to like take a photo of it. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember it, but yeah, they the the, the previous ones they had, they had a lot of stuff like they had the Wakanda oh. and the embassy and a bunch of weird stuff like that references to other that things. That was the first one where you went around and like took pictures of all that stuff. Yeah, um, I guess you can also give the like Wakanda Forever salute to people on the street. Oh. Uh, even Venom can, I believe, but uh, I, maybe Peter can't. There's like one character who can't do it. I don't remember. Maybe it's Peter. Uh, but anyways, yeah, they have a lot of references to other Marvel stuff, so that's cool. I'm glad Wolverine will be in the uh, same universe. Maybe Spider-Man will show up for a party in Canada. God, God only knows what I got. I, I'm so excited <laughs> for that game. That's going to be so interesting. It's going to be so sick. Uh, and with that, we can get into what we have been playing. Um, boy, I played a lot of video games. Yes, you did. I got the Platinum in Spider-Man. I got the Platinum in Alan Wake 2. Oh, and the Platinum? Jesus. Uh, I beat WarioWare. That was not very long, though. I beat Pizza Tower. I beat A Space for the Unbound. Anyways, do you want me to go first with something? Yeah, you yeah, you, you you got a lot here. Why don't you start chipping away at it? A uh, bit? I game, I played two games on PC that came out uh, in January of this year that I bought back then during the Steam sale, uh, but I had not played. A Space for the Unbound is a game that was developed in Indonesia, which is a side-scrolling adventure game where you play as this guy who is. That he's in high school and he's dating this girl uh and at first i was like oh is this like a weird like romance story and it just got weirder and weirder as it went on like your girlfriend has magical powers and then the world is shifting and it gets really dark and weird uh but yeah it was a fun adventure game that had an interesting plot uh big on like teaching you about indonesian culture and and things i takes place in indonesia in the 90s uh was the setting for it 
Um, it has some really gorgeous pixel art. I believe it is on Steam. Well, it is on Steam because I played it on Steam, but I believe it's also on Switch. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, there are you saw the main crux of the game outside of just like walking around and listening to conversation is uh, you can dive into people's minds with the special book to change what they are doing in a certain scenario. So basically like you'll see their inner darkness and then you try to fix that for them by solving some form of puzzle uh, by like picking up things or finding things in the environment. Those are pretty interesting. I don't know that the mechanics like make a lot of sense for a game that was like 10 hours long. Uh, it just, at a certain point you're like, is this puzzle here because it's a fun puzzle or is it here because you wanted this game to be longer type thing. Um, mm. But yeah, it was very cool. Uh, when I looked it up, not many outlets like reviewed it at all or anything, but I had been hearing positive buzz about it back then in January, and I, I did quite like it. I almost got every achievement because I was just like doing everything as I went, but right. I missed one thing like earlier in the game that I couldn't go back and get. I missed petting a cat, one single oh. cat out of like dozens of cats, and me missing that made it so I couldn't get the good ending. Oh, that's crazy. And I was like, that kind of blows. That's, so, that's, like, I wasn't uh, even upset that I missed out on, like, the two achievements. It was more that, like, now I know that there was, like, a better ending I could have gotten. That that really frustrated me. I don't like when games do that. So, yeah, that game, that game was neat. Um, it's usually on sale for, like, $10 or less. So, people should check it out. Uh, the other game I played on Steam, dude... Have you ever seen gameplay of Pizza Tower? I have not, no. Dude, Pizza Tower fucking rips. Okay. Uh, it is a platformer, a 2D platformer. He's faster than Sonic. Uh, you play as everyone's favorite pizza chef, Peppino Spaghetti. Okay. And... Do you like if, if I tell you to think about what Ren and Stimpy looks like the cartoon? Can you call that to your mind? I can. Yes. This is the art style of Ren and Stimpy, but okay. with pizza stuff. Okay. I, it, like it literally, if you looked at this, if like I saw footage of this game and someone told me it was a nineties cartoon that I just didn't remember, I would believe them. It just looks like Ren and Stimpy and it goes so fast. So, Basically, this guy, I can't even think of his fucking name right now. He goes by some weird pizza moniker. But he had been trying to make a game, a pizza tower themed game for a long time. He tried to do, he, he runs a Patreon. He tried to do like an RPG and all this other shit and ended up turning it into a platform. He has, he has a Patreon. He does, a, he, he does all kinds of weird shit. Um, he basically decided that I really liked the Wario Land games on Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, and no one is making games like those. I will make it. And so it is specifically like Wario Land 4, where you basically go through a stage, you try to find some hidden treasures, which in this case are pizza toppings. Uh, and then when you get to the end of the stage, you beat the shit out of a giant pizza slab and then you have to get back to the beginning of the level and exit before time runs out. So you can take as long as you want going through it the first time, but as soon as you break that pizza slab, the music gets fucking manic, and you gotta <laughs> run and escape. Uh, 
the music is crazy. You move so fast. Like I I want to watch speedruns of this game. I bet they are fucking buck ass wild. Uh because basically like you hold the right trigger to run and when he gets running, he's going so fast and if you like jump and like dive at the right time, you could be in like such a flow state. It does sometimes have the problem that Sonic games have where like you can be going really fast and then like just stop dead and lose all momentum. Um, Mm. It doesn't feel as bad as it does in Sonic uh, because it's one of those things where you can get going really fast again. Uh, And it's like it facilitates you doing that. Um, Yeah, but it it basically just is like Wario Land 4, but with pizza theming. Uh, You can like do Wario's charge attack and he will grab the enemies and then he can like suplex them and beat the shit out of them. Yeah. yeah, the the plot doesn't make any sense. Um, the, the pizza joint is failing, and then this evil pizza face named Pizza Face. Okay, uh, okay. He, he threatens to blow up your pizza joint with a giant laser at the top of his pizza tower. He's built right next to you, and so you are trying to climb the tower to beat the shit out of Pizza Face and save your uh, save your failing restaurant. Sometimes you play as uh, Peppino's friend, Gustavo, who rides on a giant rat. Uh, he's pretty fun. He plays a little bit differently. He's like the Luigi to your Mario, I guess. Anyways, what I'm saying is, even if you people don't want to play this game, you should just like watch 10 to 15 minutes of gameplay and be like, what is happening right now? It sounds like it's full of personality, at least. It is full of personality. It has a bunch of secrets. There's a bunch of secrets <laughs> per level if you want to do that. Uh once you beat the game, now there was a Halloween patch and you can find hidden pumpkins in every stage. It's crazy. There's a lot of unlockable chef costumes for my boy Peppino. <laughs> I just like the name. Pepe. Yeah, Peppino Spaghetti. That's, that's, that's got to be the best name of the year. <laughs> and right? he, like, he just looks so stressed. Uh his idle animations are really off-putting. A lot of the game is really off-putting in the same way Ren and Stimpy is. Anyways, I believe it's only on Steam. So uh, people should check that out. I would like for it to come to consoles so more people can witness its majesty. But hmm. it's fucking weird. People should check out Pizza Tower, at least footage of it. Uh, I, th- I do think it is super fun to play as a platformer. Um, okay, it's like the same type of like manic, fast shit that Super Meat Boy had. Uh, so... Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, cool. Outside of that, uh, I I played some more Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I have beaten the first four worlds. There are two left. Uh, I do still like that game. It is it is very good. I'm like pacing myself through it for some reason. Yeah, I, I'm pa- like I'm pacing it even worse than you. I've played through the first world. It's cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, cool. There's just it's just it came out at a really tough time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I will end up beating that. I just have not gone back to it for a little bit because I played WarioWare. The new WarioWare came out this uh, past Friday. Like most WarioWare games, it's super short if you're just going through it um, to for the story, quote-unquote, which is not even a story. Basically, uh, Wario shows up to a gas station and they are having a contest where like, if you eat a bunch of hamburgers, you could win a trip to an Island getaway. Uh, and he ends up eating so many hamburgers that he wins 20 times. 
<laughs> uh, and then they're like, you can take 20 friends with you. And that happens to be every other WarioWare character. And they're like, okay. sweet, we're going on a tropical vacation. He's like, oh, that sucks. I don't like people. Uh, and then they all go on a tropical vacation. Uh, and you play many games. Uh, WarioWare, I feel like, goes back and forth between using the buttons and using whatever gimmick the console has. Uh, the previous WarioWare game on Switch mainly used the buttons. This one, they decided to use the Joy-Cons. Um, it's fun. I, the, Wii, the Wii game is what this one reminds me of the most with the motion controls. It basically is you do a bunch of weird stances, like holding the Joy-Con, one to your nose, one to your butt, to pretend you're a bird. Uh doing all kinds of weird shit and they're all fun and interesting like the weird wacky micro games there's 200 in this one which is the upper end of what most have uh, i think 300 was the most one had and it was warioware gold on the 3ds that took the best ones from each warioware before that um but yeah they're fun i had my girlfriend's son play a bunch because it's funny to see him try to hit stuff with his butt um and he seemed to enjoy it this one also is a lot more kid friendly before basically like to beat a stage you just have to get to the boss stage for the first time and then beat that boss stage uh normally like if you ended up running out of the four lives or whatever you would just have to start over and you just it's easier the second time because you've seen some of the mini games and you know what to do uh this it will every time you die the first time you do it it will like give you a, a weird pose to make to get full life again um and oh. so then you can just keep going until you like beat it quote unquote which i i would assume they did because people were like some of these are hard and i just want to be able to see more of the game uh but then like once you have gone through it the first time it's like the previous games where you can just keep going and going until as long as you can live and it gets faster and faster um and then you try to compete for high scores and things like that but this one, I think, has this same problem that some of the recent ones had. One being that the faster you have to do something with motion controls, the less accurate they are. So at the super hard, super fast difficulties, it ends up just getting fucked up and not recognizing a lot of the stuff you're doing, which mm. is not ideal. The other one is, I don't know why, but they have made each recent WarioWare game way less replayable. Um, previous ones would have a bunch of dumb unlockable shit like recording your voice to replay it faster or like a weird dumbass kazoo to blow in and shit like that uh, but they also would have like challenges for each minigame so you could like go into each minigame and it would be like oh the challenge for this one is beat, t- beat it 20 times in a row or whatever and they took those out for the last couple so there's just like less goals and less replayability uh, which I don't know why they're doing that, but the last two, I believe, have also not had those. And this one continues that trend. So it's one of those is, things where it's like it's regressing over time almost. Is it a fully priced product? It is 50 instead of 60, okay. but still like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like having a mini game where it's like having some arbitrary goal to beat it 20 times or whatever is not like some incredible feat of like programming or whatever. You know what I mean? It's it's just one of those things where it seems odd that it doesn't have some of the features that the previous ones had, I guess. Is- yeah. And like the game is made to be like really short anyway. So yeah. You think they would want to like 
have as much content as they could in it. Yeah, and it's another one of those things where because it's a Nintendo game, they also like never go down in price, despite the fact that like probably realistically it should be thirty bucks or less. Um yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Like I like it overall as a WarioWare game, but I do feel like the older ones were just better mm. and had more in them. It felt like so. I don't know. Uh, the only other thing I have to say is apparently the guy who voices Mario now also voices Wario, and he sounds good. Wario speaks in full sentences in WarioWare, so you get to hear a little bit more of like speaking <laughs> instead of ah or whatever the fuck Mario says. Uh, but he sounds good as Wario. That's what I that's what I got. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I got to platinum in Spider Man. Uh, which we can talk about after um it took me 25 hours to get the platinum uh so not super long i think it took me longer in the original game but the original had a lot more weird grindy bullshit to uh deal with to get the platinum yeah it did um and then also alan wake 2 which i could talk about a lot but we can let you go and then we can talk about alan wake together i guess uh yeah uh um so oh god I am so tired. I <laughs> I woke up like with a scratchy throat, and now I'm getting sick. I'm just yeah. like, I'm just trying to stay awake. I'm like falling asleep during this podcast right now. Yeah. Um. But uh, last weekend I just kind of focused on finishing Spider Man, and God, Spider Man's so good. It is such a. Uh, we're gonna do a spoiler cast uh, about it after, uh, or you know, in our part three. Uh, but I will just say that I finished Spider-Man. I still have some side quests to there's like side content to just kind of go through and just kind of mop up. Um, unfortunately, or I don't know why I'm saying unfortunately, but the game I, I ended up playing a ton this week is the goddamn NHL 2024. 20, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like so invested in this goddamn uh, franchise mode right now. Like, uh, uh, I'm almost done. I only have a couple years left. And then at that point, I'm going to consider it like beat. But like, yeah, I've probably put like 30 hours into this franchise mode right now. Nice. And I'm just I, I'm just I'm having a lot of fun with it because I, I finally got like the settings tweaked in a way that like the gameplay settings tweaked in a way that I'm liking it. The problem is it just keeps defaulting back to the original. So like I'll be in the middle of a game and I'll be like, why does everything feel off? And then it like defaults back and then like it's constantly defaulting back and it's like, it's driving me nuts, Manny. Like it's, I'm having fun with it in spite of itself. And it's frustrating. Okay. Uh, Additionally, I am continuing to just make my way through uh, Forza uh, for Forza Motorsport. I'm, I'm really enjoying my time with it. Um, I just kind of wish that like, I don't know why racing games keep doing this. I'm just kind of sick of like the more boring cars. You know, like I don't care about driving like a Toyota Corolla. What? Or a, a Subaru. Like these are like cars that I'll drive in real life. I want to drive like, you know, the fun cars that I'm never going to drive, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I don't understand why the games just like, they keep doing this. Like you always have to like start out with those cars and then like you're, I don't know. Like I, I kind of wish it would just, be changed to just like more sports cars and more fun cars to to drive in these types of video games but maybe maybe that's just me but like do you get excited about like driving like a toyota corolla or like a a honda civic i get excited to drive my real life toyota corolla every day 
even more excited that I have to pay like $500 to get the fuel canister replaced right now, but we don't have to get into that. Uh, So no, I am with you on this, but I have heard people talk about how they're like, I think it's so cool that I can like drive my car or like a car I used to have and then like upgrade it and like win races with it. And I'm with you. I don't care. Uh, Yeah. Especially when like, as I've said, like you pick that car and then you're stuck with that car for like, two and a half hours and then you're just driving this like this car this shitty car from the 90s that can like top out at like 100 miles an hour and it's like these races are not fun i i just kind of like i just kind of wish it would be skewed towards just like the faster more fun cars to drive but yeah. uh as as i get a little deeper i i know i'm gonna get get into those cars and it'll be a lot more fun for me uh, and then lastly, like I planned on playing a lot of Alan Wake this weekend, but as I said, like I've just been playing a lot of NHL mm-hmm. and then I was like, all right, I'll just play on like the, like today. And then I've just been sick and I took, I took a nap. I literally took a nap and then woke up around two thirty, right before our podcast. And I'm already falling asleep again. <laughs> uh, but the little bit I played of Alan Wake, oh my God, it is so good. I am just like, the way that uh, it's just like so cinematic. I I think it might be one of the most cinematic games I've played. Yes. It, uh, Alan Wake two might be my favorite game of this year so far. Um, I, well, first of all, I just like remedies connected world. Um, Mm -hmm. so they do a lot of stuff with that in this. There are references to quantum break. There are references to, control there are very direct references to control um and you know a lot of references to max Payne as well uh, because fucking sam lake is saga's partner and alex casey is just max Payne. um it's a it's an interesting game and it is just better than alan wake one in every way um i don't necessarily think you needed to have played Alan Wake one to get a lot out of this game, but there are definitely references and things uh, to that first game all over the place. Like uh, other than the fact that you, it takes place in literally the same place <laughs> uh, of uh, Bright Falls, but you know, like little things like on the jukebox, they say it's broken because it can only play the song coconut so many times. Uh, that is the only song it could play in the original game. Uh, You know, weird, weird shit like that, or like characters like Thomas Zane, who was the previous writer uh, that the Dark Presence took control of before Alan Wake and Barbara Jagger, the villain of the first game, things like that. Uh, So yeah, like those things you might not understand as much, but I I think it explains everything like fairly well for what you need to know in, in this. So I take it because you haven't played that much. You only played as Saga. Yes. Okay. So they, in the previews for this game, made it seem like you just like basically right away can switch in between Alan and Saga. That's not really how it works. Uh, for the beginning, you basically play like the first three chapters as Saga. It forces you to switch to Alan and you play as three chapters. And then there are points in every save, but well, not every, but most save rooms where you can swap between the two. Um, and then it, you basically could, if you wanted to just play all the way through one and then it will stop you and make you play all the way through the other. Uh, but I basically found myself switching every chapter to just like keep it 
you know, like around the same point in the right. timeline or whatever. Um, I do personally way more enjoy Alan's part than I enjoy Saga's part. Um, and that is because I think Alan's gameplay is more unique, I guess. Um, okay. So like Saga's gameplay is basically like you're playing a survival horror game. Uh, but also there is some detective elements. So I don't know how much you got to fuck around with like putting things on her board in the mind place. Uh, that's, I feel like I've done that more than like anything else I've done so far. Okay. So like you, at a certain point, you don't like necessarily have to do that all that much. There are some points where it's like really weird where like certain triggers won't happen unless you have done enough of that. Mm. Uh, but there are also points where it's like it's sometimes it feels like, yeah, well, like you're putting stuff on the board that you already knew, which I guess makes sense, because if they made it so that you had to figure everything out on your own, I bet that it would be a lot really hard for a lot of people and people would get stuck at a certain yeah. point. So it ends up being a lot of like you have these clues and you're just trying to match them up with where they go, which I personally enjoyed. But I can see why people who have been criticizing that are criticizing it. It all depends on like how you end up feeling about it when it comes around. But outside of that, basically, um, she is what Alan Wake was in the first game. The the Taken are the people who came from the dark place. They are like weird shadowy figures. You boost your flashlight on them until they are corporeal and then you shoot them until they are dead. Uh, this game, they take way, 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 way more bullets in the first game, like the regular enemies, once they were corporeal, if you shot them three times with a pistol, they would die or once or twice with a shotgun, depending on what they are. In this, you could, in theory, dump upwards of 15 handgun bullets into a regular guy before they die. Okay. Uh, it really depends. Uh, they added weak points, so sometimes there will be a glowing red spot that'll do more damage, but... Yeah, they, they have way more health in this uh, than they did previously. Um, Do you think that makes it better? I don't know. Well, there are less enemies overall. So, like, in Alan Wake okay. 1, literally there is a chapter near the end of the game where you're basically trying to defend a stage while pyrotechnics are going off. That segment has more enemies than this entire game has in it. Okay. Uh, so like, I don't know. And it, it's, it's creep. It's definitely creepy. I, it depends. I don't know. It really depends how you come across it. And like, you can run away from the enemies in a lot of cases. Uh, I think the checkpointing for the most part is pretty good. Uh, there were a couple instances where like, I would keep dying to a thing and then I would have to like track back a moderate way. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. And like, the way the enemies spawn in doesn't always make sense to me. Like there was, there were some parts as Alan where like, I felt like the spawning was bugged because there would just be like a fuckload of enemies coming out of one room, even though usually there's only like two or maybe three enemies at most at a time. So yeah, I don't know. It definitely makes a more survival horror though. Like you definitely feel a lot more vulnerable than you do in the first okay. game where Alan feels like kind of invincible. So that, that adds to like the spooky factor. Uh, I do think a lot of the scariness of this game comes from weird fucked up jump scares of a face coming on the screen and going like, blah. And no matter how many times it happened, I still didn't get used to it and would be like, oh, fuck, every time it happened. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. I, I, I know 
people have different feelings about jump scares, but those were like the scariest parts for me more than that. Everything else is just like tense, I guess. Uh, so yeah, Saga is basically like a survival horror character. You're doing that stuff. Whereas okay. Alan is in the dark place. So like everything is not real life. You're in like weird fake dream New York City. And it is the most remedy ass remedy shit ever dog like i fucking everything that alan did in his section i love there is stuff i cannot wait for you to see so we can talk about it they do a talk show he like keeps spawning in a talk show with mr door where they like do live action interviews with sam lake and all this crazy shit mr door otherwise known as marlin door is the same actor who was martin hatch in quantum break Okay. So I believe they're the same character. And also, you may not have gotten to this point yet, but the guy who plays the main character of Quantum Break is now the sheriff of the place. I see that. So you got to the part where he disappeared? He just disappears and we don't know what happened to him. Okay, well, he is in the dark place and you can find him at various points. Uh, He is that character. Like from okay. from Quantum Break, I mean, like not necessarily because Microsoft owns the rights to it, but basically they explain it like he is looking for this guy, Mister Door, because they are tied together as they were in Quantum okay. Break, and that he basically will all the time have these dreams that he is someone else, like a superhero with superpowers, like in Quantum Break. No, uh, and so he is looking for Mr. Door. I feel like that kind of stuff I think is fucking sick. He talks about how he has seen Jesse from Control. Not he doesn't necessarily know her name, but he talks about the red-haired lady a lot. I think that shit is so cool. The live action footage that they use in all these things I think is so neat. There are some parts where you play as Alan where the live action stuff had me just like laughing out loud like what the fuck is happening in this video game? I already um, had that with like, it was like the first TV ad I saw. Oh, those TV like ads TV. with the Coscola brothers are hilarious. Yes. They're all very like, good. What the fuck is? Yes. It's just bizarre. So get ready for those to continue to be fucking bizarre. Uh, and like, also, it's just I, I can't even describe why I think this game is so cool. Uh, there are a lot of parts in the dark place where like, Alan will have visions of Saga's partner Alex Casey. But because it is Sam Lake with the voice actor of Max Payne, it just is Max Payne. So it's like him in like the gritty New York noir story, like narrating to himself exactly the way Max Payne did as a silhouette, like on the covers of both Max Payne games. And it's just like, oh, my God, they did it. Like these characters in, in this world, they're all coming together just like they wanted. Huh. Um, And it's even crazier if you think about it, like. I I went back and watched scenes of Jesse's brother Dylan in control talking about Mr. Door and talking about Alan Wake in these exact scenes. There is a fucking chalkboard in Quantum Break that explains the plot of Alan Wake 2. And it has been there that whole time. (laughs) It's funny. It's just one of those things where it's like, ah, this world is so cool. And like, the connections are neat enough that they don't like necessarily rely on each other to like be good. Right. Um, and that brings me to Alan's main mechanic. So that you basically get two points in his levels 
where there is a scene. So like I'll just use the one of the main ones as an example, a hotel lobby, right? And when you go into Alan's version of the mind place, it's called the writer's room, which is where he's writing all the manuscript pages from. Um, as you progress through, he will be able to modify the scenes with certain words that he finds. Um, and so like you can go in on his chalkboard basically there will be a picture of the scene. So like the hotel lobby and one of you might've found that it was like a, the scene of a murder. So then there will be a thing murder scene, which you can add to it. And then you'll go back into the game. The screen will fade. It will open back up. But now the place is completely changed to be the scene of a murder, even though it is still like the hotel lobby. And so you will get like three or four of these per scene and you can change them out to, get different clues or like change uh, like the way a scene looks to like open up a blocked doorway or something. Um, And so I think those are really cool. Alan's other main mechanic is there are certain lights in the dark place that will be like flickering or like not on. You can use this lamp to steal a light source from somewhere else and put it into this other blinking light and it will change the way the looks. And it is like mind-bending weird shit. And I oh, man. I think that stuff works really well. Um, to the point where it's like, it's not that I didn't like playing a saga because I like the mystery and I like the characters, but it was one of those things where I was just like, I was genu- generally more impressed by the segments where you play as Alan because I, I think they were just more imaginative like uses of mechanics and things. Um yeah, where this just feels like a, it, the saga just feels like a, a well-told like detective story. Yes, exactly, and it, it just like is very good survival horror gameplay, more or less. Um, and like I do think the solving of the the crime is interesting. I, I think Saga's story is a very interesting. The way all the characters in Night Spring or I keep saying Night Springs, that's the name of the fucking Twilight Zone TV show, Bright Falls. Uh, the, the, all those characters I think are neat like you said those commercials with the Hakoskala brothers are super fucking funny because of how <laughs> weird they are there's like six or seven of those and I think they're all very good they're so fucking weird um, yeah and like this game wrapped up super well I obviously liked it enough to get the platinum uh, I god I just I want more of their games I, I cannot wait because also oh this game, this is the most meta game ever. And it's one of the reasons why the bad reviews really didn't like it was because they were like, they think they're too smart for their own good. And they think they're so smart. And I never like, while I was playing this game was like, Oh, this is like, they're reaching beyond what they should be doing. Or like, they think they're super clever and smart. I just liked it. I don't know. Right. Maybe, maybe that just, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't thinking about it on the level of like the Euro game or review, which is particularly scathing of that kind of stuff. But it gets super meta about like, you know, how art interacts with itself and all, all kinds of weird bullshit. But I think it's neat and I think it works. And it is one of the reasons why when they patch in a new game plus, it actually makes sense. And it seems like it's going to have a different ending. Oh, cool. When they do that, and I also bought the Deluxe Edition when I pre-ordered it, just because I had PlayStation credit to buy it. Um, there, They said there are two DLC story packs. 
uh, one of which the second one will tie it to the greater remedy universe even more, they said. So, Oh, that's cool. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I think that's cool. There is also, I can't remember. They're both called specific things, but there is basically like a Bureau of Control outpost in the area that you can't get into. I believe the first DLC you get in there and can see what happened in there. Um, but yes, I think this game is really cool. I could gush about it all day long, but I extra don't want to spoil a lot of the stuff for you. Uh, so like, Alan's gameplay is the most I'm willing to go because I think that stuff was in previews and trailers, but I, I think it's really cool. Uh, I, I just want to say one last thing yes. that I love that's become like, it seems just like it's Remedy's thing mm-hmm. is at the start of every chapter that like bold white lettering that just like pops up. Oh my God. And it's, what a it's title like, card. It's their thi- <laughs> yes, it's their title, but like just like, oh, great title card, but like Every single time there's, like, a new chapter that just, like, bold white lettering, just, like, boom, that was there in control, and now they brought, like, it feels like that's, like, Remedy's new thing, and I, I just, like, I like that, that that's their, like, storytelling thing. That now. beginning scene when it's just Alan, Wick, 2, and it makes the <laughs> sound in between each one, I was like, this game's gonna fucking rule, isn't it? <laughs> you just like it starts out you just like you, like you just like start moving around as that big fat like guy naked and i'm like oh see that's another thing if you played alan wake one you would know who that is see? well no not just that like I, I it was just more like i was just like wait is this it, immediately i was like is this fmv yeah or is this real like and then and then it like cut to the gameplay i was like no way this is actual gameplay like oh my god this game looks incredible <laughs> yeah it, it, yeah it, it's really cool i can't wait for more stuff to come out for this game i i can't fucking wait to play it more i'm very excited I, I, it, it really does feel like remedy is is getting better with every game and I got, who knows like if this is the quality of game we can accept like expect from Remedy going forward like they're an amazing studio. Well, like, and they're I, they're a top tier studio at this. Point. I also think it's cool where like they tried to make Alan Wake two three times before this, in between mm-hmm. each game, in between Quantum Break, in between Control, and each time they would be like, "No, nah, the technology's not there yet. We can't do it." And it was like, what? <laughs> And so, like, they were like, nah, this is it. This, yeah, we can do it now. And I just think that's so cool. I, I think this game should not exist by all, by so all rights. Weird. Like, the fact that Epic <laughs> fucking funded this game is, like, a miracle. And I could not be more happy that it exists. Like, think like if Control had not done as well as it did, none of this would have happened. Like, there would have been no Alan Wake remaster. People would have never gotten the sequel that that game clearly sets up, like... If Control had not done well, Remedy might not have like made another cool game like this, or like not gotten the chance to like take Max Payne and like remake it. I it, oh, so cool. I love. I, I, I love, bet I fucking love Remedy. I bet we're having a we had a, we would have had a different conversation where like Microsoft or Sony or someone's would have just bought them. Yeah, I. I truly hope they just get to continue doing what the fuck they're doing because like they're wild out there. And the fact that like Sam Lake has been there at that company this whole time and is still there. Like that also says a lot about their work culture and things like that. So it rules. Very cool. 
Um, and so, yeah, with with that, we can move into our part three where we can just generally talk about Spider-Man 2 in its entirety. Yes. It is an excellent video game that I also loved because I also got the Platinum Trophy in this game. Oh. I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. Actually, no. I have a first question, a more negative question. Okay. Uh, how did you feel about Miles's suit he gets later on with the Adidas? The Adidas. Yeah, when he like comes out and he has like it doesn't t- he it shows his hair. Oh, that suit. How do you feel about that suit? I uh, I beat the game and I haven't been using that suit. Yeah, I don't like that suit at all. And I was like, maybe this is just one of those things where like I don't like it. Everything I've seen on the internet, everyone is like, I fucking hate this. It's abysmal <laughs> and it's the worst thing about this game. And I was like, whoa, shit. But okay. Yeah, because like they did it in a, some brand deal with Adidas, so he is like very clearly wearing Adidas shoes in that. But yeah, oh, some, something about that whole. I don't like that aesthetic. Just the, that whole suit, I don't like. Which is just so funny because I, there wasn't even enough. Like people online are like angry about it, but there's so many other suits. Like I don't give a fuck. Like it's just yeah, one out just, of like, one out of forty suits I, I don't like. Oh no! Like it's just I weird that it's like, in the story. I didn't. I didn't even put any thought into it because I was just like, oh yeah, that thing. Like because what I chose was uh, what I is like okay. So Peter gets the anti-venom suit, mm-hmm. which is an awesome it suit. It is an awesome suit. And then, like, Miles can get one that looks very similar to that, but it's got, like, a baby blue up top. Mm-hmm. So I've been rocking that. So then I've got the anti-venom for Peter, and then I've got the Miles Morales. just like It's just white, black, and, like, baby blue up top. So for the, the whole main part of the game, I just used whatever suit they were in in the story. Oh, yeah. So I Absolutely. saw that Miles suit more than I wanted to. But um, in the end, I ended up Peter being the Scarlet Spider because I just like that costume always. And Miles I had in his weird like Batman ass suit. Mm. I don't remember what the fuck it's called, like Spider Knight or something. But yeah, I did. It's. Oh. It's also weird because like Miles has a suit where he's just Wolverine and also a suit where he's just Black Panther. So he's got a lot of uh, last last time I played, I did discover there's the Bodega Cat one. Yeah, there that is. one's back. Uh-huh. So then I bought that and I'm like, I might rock that for the the, the just to kind of like mop up everything else. Because mm-hmm. like, why not? Because I've been really trying to avoid playing as Peter because it obviously just doesn't make sense to be playing as Peter at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm, I I feel like I've only been switching to Peter when I have to do like Peter mini games or side quests, mm-hmm. um, which I do want to ask, how'd you feel about Miles Morales's like Miles's uh, like side quests with like his uncle? I did not like those at all. Uh, I thought they were fine. I mean, they were, just like the kind of side quests that those games have. I, my least favorite set of side quests were shared between the ones for Miles's school. Because it like, why the fuck is Spider-Man helping this kid to ask his boyfriend to, to homecoming? Right. I get like, he's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but like, bro, the world is ending out there. Like, let's, uh, let's, let's fix that. And the other ones were, peter's like science project ones 
after the first time you play as the bees, you're like, this is okay. But then after the third time you play as the bee, I was like, I don't want to <laughs> fucking play as this bee anymore. So, yeah, I don't know. I I was upset that you don't unlock the Prowler suit that you could get in Miles Morales. Uh, mm. he just, that's just not in this game, which I thought was going to be like the final thing is like, oh, you just you get the Prowler suit for Miles. But yeah, I don't know. There were none that I was like super down on. I think those two quest lines specifically, though, were the ones that had the least narrative payoff. Okay. Which is the yeah. only reason I gave a shit. Like, I think the one the with his uncle, I think the narrative payoff for that one is maybe one of my favorite ones. But Okay. See, I haven't gotten to the end. I've just been kind of just going through those. And I just don't enjoy, like, scanning the environment to just then, like, to then find a spot to pull. I don't know. I'm just kind of, like, sick of doing those. No, yeah, that's stuff. that's fair. There are a decent amount of them also. Um but it, it is still a lot better than the song in the. Oh uh, God, nothing will be worse than that song. I it's <laughs> also I think they took a lot of uh, like they thought a lot about people's criticisms before of like a lot of those side quest chains. Like most of them were just like nothing happens at the end, right? At least in these right. ones, there is always at least some type of small narrative payoff at the very least. So I like that aspect of them, um, like getting all the spider bots. I think the end of that is very cool. Um, the one with dealing with his uncle, I think the payoff for that is very cool. I think the payoff for the Sandman one is also very good. The, the Mysterio one is awesome as well, I think. Um, so yeah, I like that aspect of it. I do feel like okay. maybe there should have been either less or more varied side quests i guess i don't know it's one of those things where it's like the world is huge and i like swinging around it but yeah i don't know like you you get the the gliding which makes it so you can get around super quick and fast travel is instantaneous if you really don't want to swing or glide but yeah i don't know like i don't think they can make New York bigger again for the inevitable third one that they set up. So I don't know. Well, like it didn't, I don't know. Like I do recognize the game is bigger, but in a weird way, it didn't really feel that much bigger to me. No. And I think that's because like a lot of the open world is inconsequential. Um, yes. In that, like, yeah, to me, it's, it, it, it felt just like kind the of world of the miles same. Morales. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It, there's just not much interacting with that world, you know, other than traversal, which I love the traversal, but I don't know that it like needs to be that big necessarily. I don't know. It's weird. I, it's not that I dislike it or anything. It's just a weird thing. Like I think the, it seemed the like Arkham the fine games, size, the Arkham games especially ran into that problem where it was like, it just kept getting bigger, but like there was no reason to traverse or do anything in those ones at least. So I don't know. Uh, and at least like I think I think this was actually a pretty good size because it did have some neat neat variety because there was that one part of the city that had like that beachfront where you're like wow there's some like nice homes that like these are like billion dollar homes like right on the beach right here but uh, I don't know I I I, I didn't mind the size in a weird way like it's a bigger city it's a bigger game but it takes less time to get through yeah I don't know it, 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 it's weird and that's why like i don't care that it is like super big because like i said mm. you can 
fucking fly around that city instantaneously yep. like even without the ins- literal instantaneous fast travel like if you get in those wind currents you fucking go so fast you fly man uh and i also like that it's not like a pain in the ass to get over the water because they can kind of like skate on the water if yep. they have to if you fall too low so like they thought about it and it definitely like works and it's really easy to get around so yeah um but yeah, the, I I did like most of the side quests. I do like that most of the um, random crimes are just sort of inconsequential now. Like there's not really any trophies for doing those or anything, but I would still do them every time to like, you know, fuck with the shit. I like fighting as well still. I did I did appreciate that they got rid of the, the, the button mash part for when you're doing the speed chase. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to like hit the one button like the one time, and you're you you've got it. Yeah. <laughs> one part that I do think is interesting is at least in the first one they made like like you would break up those crimes, and then he would like call the cops and let them know. Like he he just like goes over, beats the shit out of people, and then you just swing away. And like I guess he, it's just like implied that the cops are are known, but like they're not really it's not really like told told in the game you know yeah i mean they went way out of their way to not have the cops in this game as much because of all the complaints of the first game so yeah yeah in in a way where like there are lines in the beginning of this game that everyone is making fun of which like it's because they're funny where like when they're setting up the spider net or whatever and it's like tapping into people's phones and peter's like now genki we can't be tracking people without their consent <laughs> and genki's like don't worry peter it's opt-in and then there's like everybody cheer it's like jesus christ this is the wackest shit i've ever heard but it, it makes <laughs> sense because people like weirdly complained or like how spider-man was in the first game essentially spying on people for the cops uh it's just it's very weird um so like they tried to like very deliberately like say like no that's not happening as much as possible in this game which like i whatever man i didn't even think about that that's really funny but yeah people were getting like very upset about the first game about that yeah oh my god of course people are getting upset over that okay um so yeah it's just one of those weird things where they like really tried to backpedal on that in this in a way that's like kind of funny um yeah, I just I, I think the whole plot is very well paced. Um, how did you feel about the Venom portion of this whole thing? I think the most. Um, OK, OK. <clears throat> I'm just trying to collect my thoughts at this <laughs> point. Okay, Because <laughs> now now I'm remembering. OK, like I love the Venom part when you're like playing the Venom. Like, interestingly enough, I hated the costume, though. Like, I don't know why I just never really liked just, like, the all-black. Oh, just, on it, Peter? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I But I had to leave it. Like, yeah. I couldn't change it. Like, narrative... Because, like, the entire game, like, they're just, like... Danica podcast is just talking about, like, she doesn't like this black costume. She doesn't like this. Like, I kept thinking, like, what happens if you change the costume? It, like, completely changes that narrative, doesn't it? Yeah. It just, like, I mean, it, 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 yeah. It'd just be weird. I'm like, I have to keep this just for the, for, like, the narrative. But I don't like it on peter uh but like when you're playing as just like Pe- like venom on as peter it just feels so good to be punching people mm-hmm. and then like and then the part where like 
like Venom starts like taking over Peter. I was like, oh, interesting. This that's when this is happening. Cause like I thought that was gonna happen after. I I but like it all just kind of played out in a very interesting way where then it goes to um like Venom goes to or you know, the 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 suit goes from you know oh god, what's his his uh his friend's name? Harry. Harry, I'm sorry. I'm I'm so tired. <laughs> Uh, but like when it goes back to Harry, and then like Harry is just Venom, and then when you fuck up, uh, um, Craven, like holy, oh yeah, shit. he I bites Craven's like, head off. Oh yeah, you're just like, oh my god, this is not how I thought Craven was going to die. <laughs> That's how he wanted to die. It is how he wanted to die. I did not expect that. I didn't expect you to be able to play as Venom and do that. That was the part that I thought was really cool. Well, so one of the things I thought was crazy is I didn't think that they would have Kraven literally kill all those characters off. Like when you're going through his camp, you find out that he like he killed the Vulture. He killed Scorpion. He killed Rhino. Like he killed those people. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess he's the hunter, right? I guess, but it's just so. one of those things where it's like, well, now you can't use those characters because they're dead. Which is not a terrible thing because I, I only want them to do like maybe one more and then call it. Like, yeah, I, don't I think they need to do the trilogy. And I mean, the the setup that they do at the end of introducing Silk, I, I think is very good. Um, but because yeah, because like at the end of this, Peter essentially like retires, even though he's not. He's like, I'll still right. be around, but in the next game, it would make more sense for the two characters you play as to be Miles and Silk now that they introduced I, I have a feeling Peter's going to get pulled back. Yeah, he next. will, and I'm sure you'll play as all three, but I would bet that what happens is they just make a Miles Morales-style game but Silk, and then they do Spider-Man 3. So <laughs> With three of them? Yeah. Ooh. Well, I mean, they introduced her. They got to use her now. Like at a, Right. So... Uh, which I I was wondering the whole game. I was like, who is Miles's mom dating? Like, this is so weird. Like, and then they kept like putting it off. Like, or he Miles would have to leave or whatever. And I was like, oh, who is this gonna be? And then it was just random Asian guy. It was his daughter that mattered. <laughs> so, I thought that was pretty funny when they they introduced that. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, Spider. I I do think it's interesting that it is Silk and not Gwen that they decided to go for. Um, but I think Silk is just a much less known Spider-Man character to most people, probably that it's probably more interesting to have someone where people like, don't necessarily know their backstory or anything about them really to go into a new game. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not as familiar with Silk. So yeah, I mean, she's just a spider person that is a girl like Gwen was basically. Um, She doesn't really, in a lot of her costumes, she doesn't like wear a full facial mask. Like her uh, whole top half of her head is generally not covered. So, okay. Um, She's cool though. Uh, It's it's a spider person, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So they'll be able to do interesting things with that. I don't remember specifically what her like more unique abilities are, but I'm sure they will find something cool to do this yeah uh so yeah i liked i liked that they set up the next game too like that i do think it is kind of weird that 
Norman is like, I can't believe Spider-Man killed Harry or like made him uh, yeah, win. That it was part... like, okay, dog, like you did this. The fuck are you talking about? Uh, yeah, that that part seems a little like they needed. How do we get from point A to point yeah, B? Yeah, they were like, we got to make him the Green Goblin, and it was like, well, oh, hey, hey, like, hey, like hey. they could have done a better job with that one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, the Green Goblin will most likely be the primary antagonist, I would guess. But and I think obviously that's going to be the part that pulls. Peter, Peter back, back in, in, yeah, because I bet that he tries to kill Mary Jane. Like it's, it's probably like a lot of the Green Goblin stuff in the comics, where he figures out that Spider Man is Peter, and then is like, "Well, you ruined my life, quote unquote. I'm going to ruin your mm-hmm. life, or whatever." Uh, yeah, Peter's life did not get ruined in this game. No, I was expecting Mary Jane to die or something. Um, that's for the third game, probably. But yeah, I. I also didn't hate playing as Mary Jane. I think they made her no. OP as fuck in this game. So that was helpful because she could just electrocute anyone's neck at any time. And the checkpointing mm-hmm. was very good. Yeah, I, they they were like, we they they had they wanted her in there still, clearly. So they, they figured out a way to make it. So like, it's not necessarily realistic. No. But at least it's more fun to play as her. Yeah, it was more fun to play as. I remember people being like, I can't believe we had to play as Mary Jane again. And I was when I played those parts, I was like, this was super easy and like nothing is yeah, exciting I, about this at all. Like I, I I I got through that so quickly. Yeah. I went out of my way and took people out sometimes. Oh yeah. Just they they just fun. made it so that it was like not awful to play, basically. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so I, I think those parts were good. The several parts where you play as Mary Jane. I Oh, God, I cannot express to you how I love Miles's whole arc in this game where he ends up getting thrown in with Mr. Negative and then they like work together to escape and unlock more of his power. I was like, oh, this shit fucking rules. Mm -hmm. And I think the changes they made to Mr. Negative's character model are excellent where he like, you know, it's like got the beard and the longer hair. <laughs> like I was like, ah, oh, this shit's so good. And then his turn, I would everything about that. I was a big fan. Um, I like that Miles is now with Haley. There, yeah. Know, I thought that was that was good. Um, all together, the whole everything. I I don't I can't even think about specific parts now. It's just I like everything about this game mostly. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to think of like major negatives, and there weren't there were no major. negatives. No, yeah, I don't though. think there were any major negatives. Like uh, Nukio said that he had the game crash on him like five times or something. I didn't have the game ever fuck up on me like at all, really. Um, other than like a couple visual bugs, and there was one bug where it was like uh, you come out of a cutscene and it's like push L one and X, and it just like wouldn't work. But right. I could still do things, so I was just able to reset the checkpoint, and then it worked. But like, I never had it crash or anything, so I don't know. Yeah, I remember I got stuck somewhere, and then all I had to do was fast travel, and fast traveling is so instantaneous. It's so instantaneous. It it feels so cool. I I like literally the first time I did it, I had to do it again because it was so cool. Yeah. 
and and what has to happen is what it does is it has you like hold the button on like the part on the map. It has to be loading in the time you're just holding down that button. Yes. And that is insane to me. Well, and then like I like I was talking about with the portals in the mission where you're Miles helping Black Cat escape using Doctor Strange's portal thing. Th- right. They just were like they did that whole mission to show that like Hey man, you guys were like the portals are cool and ratchet and clank, but it takes a second. Not anymore. <laughs> Fuck you. And it was just like, how is it? It's instantaneous. There's no loading, not even at all. Which can we just talk about how stupid of a complaint that was, that is about ratchet and clank? Well, but oh, it, on, it, to be fair, it did take one second. Now it doesn't. It did. I guess. I <laughs> guess. The Insomniac <laughs> was like, check this shit out. Not anymore. Uh, and yeah, you. Oh God, it's just. It all looks so good, and I still can't get over any time there's a fucking close-up of their suits, and you can see the individual, like, threads on the fucking suit, and you're like, this is impossible. How is this possible? I don't know, man, but I did really like this game. Can't wait to see what Wolverine brings to the table. What Would you rather just finish out Spider-Man, or would you rather see a Wolverine? Oh, I would rather see Wolverine. I like I know that whatever they do with Spider-Man is going to be sick and I will like it. I just I need to know about Wolverine. I need to know what's up. What's M-rated Insomniac look like? Oh boy, that's a good question. How brutal does it get, you know? I bet it can get pretty brutal. I bet it can as well. It's Wolverine, man. He's got metal claws and he is fucking people up. So yeah, I'm ready for whatever Insomniac has to offer. The fact that they are able to pump out games. And I, I was thinking about this. Uh, Sony's first party output is pretty weak this year. Yeah. They did nothing except for this. Um, Didn't they have some? Oh, Horizon, the DLC. Oh, the DLC for Horizon. I was going to say, I thought Horizon was last year. But yeah, DLC. But like, come on, man. One game and a DLC, DLC is like not great despite the fact that spider-man is a great game i'm not like throwing any shade at spider-man i'm just saying like sony's having a rough output time right now i mean naughty dog has to be finishing up whatever they're working yeah they got to be doing something and i would assume that sucker punch also has to be doing something so like well we know what sucker Punch. well yes but still uh naughty dog is the big question mark of like what are they working on yeah it's just one of those things where like people have been dunking on Xbox for having so many studios and like not enough output. Like Sony's not done that much better. They're putting out like one game a year, and most of the time that's a game I really like. But yeah, you know, yeah. It's still not like they're just like slamming out hit after hit or anything. It's like one a year, which is fair and fine. It's just yeah, I I don't know that people can criticize Xbox as harshly when Sony is basically on the same boat. Except that Sony's games generally end up being of a higher level of quality in the end. Like, I, if you compare it to, like, what happened recently. I mean, like, outside of Forza, like, Redfall didn't exactly, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. was going to say, like, I would say, like, in terms of quality, Forza and Spider-Man are probably, uh, like, close. Yeah, they're probably on par, but, like, Redfall was a... Yeah, Redfall was a disaster. But, but like, Sony has also had games like Redfall that were disasters that we just kind of forget about. So. Yeah. So... I don't know. Any other final thoughts on the uh, the Spider Man? Uh, no, but I do look forward to just kind of keep chipping away at that. I have a reason to keep going back, and that that'll be fun to 
to I probably have like two, three more hours of stuff to play through. So I'm excited to kind of wrap that up this week. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got here. I can't think of any mm-hmm. other Spider-Man stuff to talk about. It just it's very good. And I can't believe that Insomniac is able to pump out games at the speed they pump games out at. I think it's like impossible. Oh, they have the two studios, but like they do it right where both you can't even tell the difference in quality. Yeah. But it's also just one of those things where like the level of quality in this game is absurd mm-hmm. for yeah. the amount of development time it took. Like just the individual tiny things inside spaces in this game are like mind blowing. I feel very spoiled going from spider-man to alan wake right yeah like that's one of those things where it's like i love both of those games and i think they both do it so well and then i like played WarioWare, and i was like oh yeah video Uh, games aren't always (laughs) like this (laughs) not that i didn't like WarioWare, but it's just like you know it's like oh these two games were like the pinnacle of what the medium can be and WarioWare is just like this game is fine let's just say those two are the probably the top two games to come out in the fall at least for us yeah for me for sure so uh so yeah you know it happens things things mm-hmm. happen but now i can play super mario wonder and dick off playing vampire survivors and do whatever spider-man did make it hard for me to be like i gotta get back to assassin's creed but i don't even know when because like i even the 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 stealth which the stealth was fun in the first two like the stealth was fun again in this that i just kind of like i would encounter like go into scenarios and just be like i'm gonna just try to be as stealthy as i can for as long as i can type of thing yeah everything about this game was just it's just so on par it's so fantastic i'm going to have the hardest time figuring out what my game of the year is. i was thinking about that this year for me i is going to be a fucking bloodbath of Mm -hmm. whatever is going on because like i i played a lot more games this year than i normally do especially because i played a lot of smaller indie games and i probably will have like five or six more that i end up beating by the end of the year um yeah and that even takes into account that i played like midnight suns this year that wasn't even from this year so i I, there were games that i liked a lot this year so i'm curious i think my list is going to be pretty fun to make this year whereas last year it was just like (laughs) i guess all these games go on here by default uh whereas this there were ones where i'll have to be like ah i have to make a cut yeah (laughs) easy top 15 this year yeah like we could easily do a top 15 for sure um but yeah with that that'll do it for this week's episode as always the theme song is sting operation by the band anamanaguchi excellent chiptune band you should check them out and we will be back next time peace out